Welcome back to another week of Best Week Ever, guys, where we discuss who's having the worst and best week ever in pop culture. I am your host, Van, and today, this week, we're going solo. Sorry, guys. Not sorry. I literally dropped the ball these past two weeks with guests, and summer is really creeping upon me where I literally have to get my toddler ready to go visit New Jersey, New York City, my family out there and friends. I also have to sign her up for ballet class. Um, I'm planning a trip to San Diego, and guys, it's happening. I'm seeing Caro G, mi Colombiana Princesa. Yes. La Bichota. I'm watching her in San Jose this summer for my birthday, and I am fucking excited. Um, but that is what's going on. And I've literally have been scattered brain and dropping the ball. But guys, next week I have Dumpster Dive podcast, which I'm super excited to have on because I've been laughing, peeing my pants on the last recaps of the Vanderpump Rules reunion that Tom has done with Noor. I highly recommend listening to it. It's hilarious, especially with the soundboard. If you're not a soundboard kind of person, like listening to a podcast, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I love the soundboard and the fact that Tom has actually gotten feedback about the soundboard being too much. It's just like, no, like, I liked it full throttle. You should keep it going. But I'm super excited to have them on next week where we're going to discuss who's having the best and worst week. And then the following week after that, I will be having the right answers, mostly girls. I am so excited to have them on, especially since I've been listening to their podcasts and their archives. Guys, check out the Andre Leon Tally episode. It gave me chills. Just they did such a great job on putting every detail out there. Like they it was just like chef kiss. I told them that, too. I left a message saying, like, guys, that was the episode was chef kiss. So now that we are on to this week's best week and worst week, let's move on to our worst week honorable mentions. guys worst week honorable mention first up liz holmes elizabeth holmes theranos the girl who talked like this anyway she began her 11-year prison sentence for defrauding her investors millions of dollars which by the way she like stole from millionaires so i really don't 
care. Like, not that I don't care that she's going to jail. I mean, like, it's upsetting and the whole um, her personality and her voice is strange. And yes, I think she needs to seek therapy and the fact that she's a mother of two and she bagged like a billionaire heiress. This girl has like a diamond coochie because the fact that she has had two kids in the middle of all this lawsuit and settlements and just the fact that like she was able to not only grab a guy, but grab like a billionaire and had two babies with them. Um, But yeah, she will be serving her time at an all-female federal prison camp in Bryan, Texas. The mother of two will be in the same facility with Jen Shaw. So I feel like there should be some sort of blind item when it comes to like jail or federal jail. (laughs) Like Just because we have Jen Shaw in there, we're going to have Liz Holmes. I'm pretty sure there was like another reality star or some other celebrity that had some allegations and they're going to the same um, imprisonment as well. But yeah, worst week for Liz Holmes. Moving on to worst week runner-up, I have Danny Masterson, who is found guilty of two out of three counts of the R-word. Trigger warning. The 47-year-old actor will face 30 years in prison. Remember, the Church of Scientology has played a huge role during this whole entire trial, well, trials, by tampering with evidence and harassing witnesses. I know I did... A couple episodes back, I want to say last summer when the whole Scientology, Danny Masterson, I think there was one mistrial where Leah Remini just came out and basically blamed it all on Scientology, which evidence proven that they were tampering with evidence and harassing the witnesses that were speaking out against Danny Masterson. So... It just sucks. I've said this on this episode before because I love that 70s show. I haven't seen it in a very long time because it's one of those shows kind of like Friends where you've seen it so many times that you don't really need to rewatch it because it's everywhere. Um, But yeah, Danny Masterson, who played Hyde in that 70s show, was my favorite character. So obviously when this all broke out, this was very devastating to hear, but I automatically sided with the victims i don't know if bijou phillips his wife she has come out and said that you know like pretty much sad about it and believes his innocence but again they're in this cult so like how can i believe not only danny masterson for being guilty of these allegations Um, But also, like, for sticking next to her man. I mean, like, she is a supermodel. I highly know her from Indie Sleaze in the 90s um, modeling era. You know, when models were, like, just found in the street. But I'm pretty sure she is a Nepo baby. Bijou Phillips. And, um, yeah, It's crazy to me that they are still together. For my worst week winner, guys, I am so sick talking about him. I am so sick of talking about him. Tom Sandoval. If you've guys seen the part two reunion, yes, I'm going to recap it a little bit, but not the whole thing, because I highly recommend that you listen to a few of my friends podcasts who does 
great recaps. I can never, I can try, I've had try, and I just feel like, yes, one, they do tend to like either have a guest or talk to themselves, but it recapping a show is a lot of research and work, and I am so thankful for Cara Berry, Cell, um, you know, Taria, Dumpster Dive, who I'm excited for them to come on next week, um, Noor, the reality is just all of my guests. If you look on the archives, just follow them, go on the episodes show links so you can see all the guests that I pretty much have had on this year are like Bravo Lebs, uh, Bravo historians. And I'm super excited to keep that going. But let's get into it of why Tom Sandoval is literally the worst week, worst year winner. Um, he, first off in the episode, we are in part two. He is basically telling Lala this disgusting comment about her IUD where she, paraphrasing what he said, ripped it out the minute that she found out that Stassi's pregnant. And that to me is just so fucking disgusting for a man to put his two cents in like a woman, a woman's anatomy. Like keep my fucking IUD out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Like he is so such a slime ball. Like, ugh. first of all, he was weird. The whole entire part where he's just like sulking the whole entire time, you know, when it's, Sheena there with Ariana and, you know, the booers, which I love booing alongside with them because <laughs> Sandoval is just, ugh. Anyway, um, I thought it was just so weird how his demeanor would change the minute that he went into the trailer to talk to Raquel and he got so fucking weird with the producers and had like this temper tantrum basically because he wasn't allowed to have alone time with Raquel. Everything had to be filmed. As you saw when they were eating lunch, James, Sheena, they were all being filmed. So this kind producer who really deserves like a best week winner award, if you say for keeping his demeanor and for just like having to deal with this toddler, like literally he was acting exactly like my toddler, having a temper tantrum because he couldn't get time alone with Raquel so he can coach her on what she needs to say. I thought it was hilarious that Sandoval did not know that Raquel was watching the whole thing go down in the trailer because you can totally see when he comes in, he's trying to gaslight and gaslight her into thinking that like he's being yelled at, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we've all seen him yell at the women in the reunion in part one and for him like the shock in his face is like chris delia finding out that snapchat <laughs> um photos like you can screen record screenshot or whatnot um yeah disgusting rumors of raquel are out right now apparently I don't know if I actually believe this, but there has been this picture floating around in Twitter, not too much um, in Instagram. I've seen it in Reddit where there's a woman that apparently looks like Raquel that landed in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. My bad. 
she apparently landed in Jacksonville, Florida with a friend. And I don't know, like the person in the picture is kind of a, in a heavy set. And I already don't think that Raquel is pregnant. I feel like I've kind of stood my stance on this. Like I know Liz Bentley said this months ago, but like with all the PR going around and this, like these fake stories that they're trying to plot so we can fall for it. I don't really think the pregnancy is the issue or the root, the reveal of it all I honestly think it has to deal with obviously we all know now that Raquel one-on-one is the reveal and I think she's just going to talk about the timeline where it's been going on longer than eight months I just binged a whole Vanderpump Rules season nine because that is actually a season that I did not watch I was listening to recaps of my faves like watch what crap ends um And to see it, you know, finally, because I was just listening to it, I really do believe that after the engagement with Raquel and James, I do, Hondo P, believe that Raquel and Sandoval started their emotional text affair from there. Now, why do I say this? First of all, he has googly eyes all over her the whole entire season when it comes to Raquel with her speech impediment and you know being brave enough to do her engagement speech you just see like these eyes that he used to have eyes on when he was with Ariana and also I thought it was kind of weird at the end where of the end of the series of Vanderpump season nine when Raquel and James are having their engagement party weekend Raquel is texting Tom, not Ariana, about information of the hotel. That to me is kind of weird. Like, I would expect a text from my friend texting me. I don't know. Anyways, that's just like my little theory. But yes, apparently Raquel has been spotted in Jacksonville. I don't believe it's her. Although... I can't be 100%. I'm like 75, 25, because the pictures, yes, it kind of maybe looks like her, but like, I don't know. The woman is heavyset. The one thing that probably makes me think that maybe it is her, Tom Schwartz is from Florida, and he has family in Jacksonville, correct? And all season, these past two seasons, actually, Tom Schwartz has been saying that he just wants to go back to Florida and open a bar there because, you know, Sandoval is driving him crazy with all these like demands. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if Schwartz like offered it, offered her up to stay in Florida for a couple weeks or whatnot and hang out there um, because we all know that Schwartz is still friends with everybody. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Tom Sandoval, worst week ever. He's been seen out with influencers, but seen talking to Raquel on the plane. That's another like Reddit picture that has been going around where he's on the plane in Pittsburgh and the phone is out. Some lady took a picture. And when you zoom in, it says Raquel Levis, which I don't know, guys. It's so easy just to put a name down for like a call. I don't know if that was like some sort of stunt because we still don't know if their relationship is on or off. They haven't been seen together. Also, Raquel has been in this treatment. Um, but 
Yeah, after seeing the whole entire season nine, I know I've been I've been following Vanderpump Rules and I have to thank my friend Kirby, which special shout out to her because she is the one who introduced me to Vanderpump Rules when I came back from Indonesia. I binged on it in 2015. Um, there was a month period where I was depressed and <laughs> I just watched TV and you can ask her like, I was just like sleeping a lot. Um, but yeah, Sandoval loves to yell at women and all women pretty much. Like I feel like the only person he probably hasn't yelled at in the show is Raquel. He's yelled at Sheena. He's yelled at Stasi, Katie, obviously. Um, the way he yelled at Ariana when they had their sit down talk in their house after the whole news broke of Raquel and James, which by the way, Raquel and James, Raquel and Tom Sandoval, which by the way, we all need to remind everybody that Sandoval is a piece of shit because he screen recorded his FaceTime little masturbation call with Raquel. And I, we, we still don't know the like story there where does she consent at the screen like i would be fucking pissed if my husband screen recorded at, like our intimacy without my consent and the fact that tom sandoval doesn't see that as like a problem but then again he's such a narcissist he probably doesn't see it as a problem but it's really disgusting that he had that on his phone you know like and I know there's been like talks where like Rachel wanted she sent like cease and desist because she didn't want that video out there, which, yeah, I mean, we all saw what happened to Stassi. Um, but yeah, he just loves to yell at women. And I guess I mean, I've seen it before. We've seen Kristen and I guess the way he yelled at Ariana when he was trying to defend his relationship with Raquel, that wasn't the first time he yelled at her like that. And I was pretty sh much shocked. I'm like surprised people aren't talking about this more. I guess we're just so used to Sandoval like yelling at women at this show. I was really shocked and surprised the way he slammed his hand on the table and said, yes, we are like really in uproar. And, you know, Ariana like fought back i feel like she had the confidence to fight back like that because the cameras were there but it just gave me the vibe like he that wasn't the first time that he has yelled at her like that and it, it just gave me uggo like disgusting vibes um but yeah sandoval worst week ever i'm sure we will see what will happen in part three but you guys know my theory i really think that raquel is going to be honest about the timeline with sandoval I really do think that because after watching the season nine reunion, it's just weird how she broke it off with James. She's just like, I'm not in love anymore. And you just see Sandoval's face guilty as charge, not shocked at all that she's doing it. Looks like he's probably turned on by it a little bit, too. If you watch the reunion, I highly recommend watching that, especially since I can't believe how a year aged that guy like he must have had a shitty year, obviously. Um, but yeah, we will see what will happen in part three 
a Vanderpump Rules reunion. We'll see from there if there's going to be a Vanderpump Rules. There has been rumors that the show is probably going to be split up into two, a Vegas restaurant VPR, um, or it's going to follow the lives of, you know, James, Katie, Schwartz, because they don't work at Sir, and I would love to see something about her more. And the Tom Tom and the whole Schwartz and Sandy um, drama of it all. So I wouldn't mind if the show got split into two. It would probably do justice for Bravo. And yeah, talking about Bravo, guys, I'm watching Martha's Vineyard Summer House. It's so good. And I'm really upset that there is not enough talk about this show because I don't even watch the regular Summer House. I don't watch Winter House. I don't watch any of that. But because of Cara Berry's recaps that I've been listening to, I was like, you know what? I'm going li- to I'm going to watch this show because it sounds crazy, fun, fresh. Um, I love how the women in the show are all friends with each other, like work friends from um, their Playboy days because they used to work at a gentleman's Playboy club in New York City. That story is interesting. Uh, Jordan is so fucking hot. I think it's so amazing that she's on this show and she is um, out of four black women to be playmate of the year for Playboy, which do better Playboy. Um, But yes, check out Martha's Vineyard on Bravo and check out Cara Berry's recaps because they are hilarious. And this group of friends, I'm excited to see season two. And yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not into the Lindsay and the Paige and the Carl. Like I try to get into it, guys. And I guess I'm just like late in the game. And that's why I'm pretty much excited about the Martha's Vineyard Summer House because it's a fresh show kind of same premise but like i don't need to like catch up all right guys i'm so sorry to keep you waiting for the best week category but we are moving on to best week category now i know i'm pretty passionate about vanderpump rules but it's literally what i've been watching right now and i've been studying and investigating and yeah It's been kind of crazy, but best week honorable mentions. I'm giving it to Azalea Banks posting stories on her Instagram with hot takes about Taylor Swift and Matt Healy. First of all, I live for Azalea Banks. She's been my best week winner, my best week runner up. Like I love her. She is growth. Like she is a definition of growth to me. Um, she came on Instagram and posted stories and put in her two cents of what she thinks about the relationship with Taylor Swift and Matt Healy. I will post this in the show notes. It's hilarious to read the fact that she said 1975 doesn't make good music because they don't guys. I, it's like elevator, not, I don't, it's like, you know, Phoenix, you hear them everywhere, but it's like you hear them at Target. Like that's the kind of band 1975 reminds me of. Um, just she called him a lame poser, Matt Healy. She also said um, the band's name is so cliche and it's trashy too. I just love her so much. Um, she also said 
probably my favorite quote of the whole entire story feed. She said, you cannot let him climb the rich white coochie mountain. And she's saying that to Taylor Swift, like, please don't let this man climb your rich white coochie mountain. She has the best takes, best comebacks. And I love it when she dips in and gives out her opinion, her takes, because I respect it. Another best week honorable mention, I have to give it to Greta Gerwig's Barbie soundtrack, the Barbie movie soundtrack. I am super excited. As you guys know, I love Carol G. She is actually in the soundtrack and she had a story up this week. She's dressed up all in Barbie clothes. She's saying hi to Barbie and Barbie is saying hi Carol G. It's super cute. But Dua Lipa will be on the soundtrack. Lizzo, Charlie XCX, Taylor Swift, and I will be putting the Spotify link in the show notes. So please check it out. I already like the song Watiti, obviously. For my best week runner up, Guys, I have to give it to Blue Ivy, 11 years old, in front of 70,000 people in Paris. If I, I would freeze. <laughs> I mean, I know I did cheerleading around like 12, 13, like competition. And we went down to Florida, Disney World, and we did like the whole um, nationals there. We came up in second. But I just remember like the audience was huge. And that freaked me out more than anything. <laughs> like it, I, I, I not kind of froze, but I just remember before going out on stage and we're doing our whole cheer. Um, I just remember like being scared of having a frozen moment. And the fact that Blue Ivy was killing these moves in that crowd like, you can tell she was a little nervous, but guys, she's 11 years old and she's like dancing with her mom and she's embracing it. She's loving it. I loved how Tina, um, I can't call her Tina Knowles anymore because I actually looked up her Instagram link and I forget that she's not a Knowles anymore, guys. She is an independent solo Tina. She raved about her on Instagram and it was so cute and so sweet. And I just love the fact that Blue Ivy, I mean, I know... Um, yeah, Crystal was saying on the read that Blue Ivy, since the day that she was brought to this earth, has spent her lifetime touring with her mom. So I'm not surprised that she probably was like, I love Paris. Paris is my favorite. You know, I, I've seen my mom perform in Paris, like out of all the countries, you know, like she I think it's really awesome that she chose that city. And I feel bad for the other cities that are not going to be able to see Blue Ivy do her dance. Um, but it was also weird. I've been seeing because, you know, I'm not going to watch Beyonce this summer. I've been seeing the leaked videos of her concert. And I'm pretty shocked that like half of the European tour that she's been on, like people are just sitting They're like not even dancing. They don't even stand up. They're like, it's like. They're watching a violinist up there. It's so weird. Like, I would want to dance. So weird. Um, but yes, runner-up for Blue Ivy. Best week winner, guys. Kim Cattrall. 
my Samantha Jones will reprise her iconic role again. And it looks like Max Essex, because, you know, it's called Max now. It's not called HBO Max, had to spend millions, as they should. She will only appear in one scene without seeing or speaking with any of the other stars like Sarah Jessica Parker, Charlotte, Miranda. She is not going to be filming with them. She did have a, a stintant, stepant saying this so wrong but i'm putting the link on the show notes where she basically said i will come back on the show for if you do me two promises she doesn't film with any of the women she has to film by herself and she doesn't want one executive producer in the room so i feel like that's pretty like setting boundaries and i love it and she's getting the bag and the fact that she is probably getting paid more than sarah jessica parker which kind of started this whole feud with her and kim with her and sarah jessica parker um because sarah jessica parker was getting paid way more than kim cattrall and the other ladies which is greedy (laughs) Like, Sarah Jessica Parker, don't you already have enough? And no offense, I know it's, like, your show, but Samantha Jones makes the show. It's been so freaking corny this season of And Just Like That, where, like, what am I doing watching this? I I don't know why I continue to go back and watch it, and I don't know why I'm super excited for season two, because even the fashion and the trailer is just so corny. I'm like, why Why am I so into it? Is it the nostalgia of like wanting the ladies in the early 2000s, late 90s, like New York era? Is it the nostalgia that I'm missing? That's why I keep watching? I don't know. But I'm super excited that Kim Cattrall is coming back. She will have a phone conversation in the scene. So it'll be a cliffhanger for the very last episode. I know the show will premiere on June 22nd. And she, her episode is not coming out till end of August. So she will definitely be left as a cliffhanger. Probably be, she's probably just going to be in it for two to five minutes as well. And it might be shown on the very end, like I said, of the season. So good for her. Reminder, um, like I said, Kim and Sarah Jessica Parker are not friends, let alone acquaintances. They cannot stand each other. Um, Kim made it clear she will not waste another minute in a place she doesn't want to be in, which I feel like it was everybody's quote to <laughs> repeat on 2020 is like, if I'm not if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to be in it. Um, the second season I don't know. I want to know your thoughts because the trailer did just come out. The thing that really bothered me and made me like, it's just so corny. The email that Carrie is sending to Aiden is so, I don't know. It's so MySpace (laughs) to me, (laughs) just like emailing. And again, they're like in their fifties, right? Emailing at the age of, I guess that's, I guess it tracks, right? Emailing. But where she just wrote, hey, do you remember me? It's Carrie. Guys, I'll put the picture up. It's just so, it's so sex in the city. But I just want to 
give my best week winner to Kim Cattrall, who is getting paid millions and she deserves it. And uh, guys, I will be recapping the show, sadly. Before we close out the show, I wanted to recap a little bit of Selling Sunset. I finished episode 6 through 11, and guys, I'm so sorry. I know last week I said it's boring and I'm here for the reno and the fashion, but no, tune back in. After episode six, shit gets kind of crazy. And you know what? Chriselle is showing her true colors now that she is not single and she's like being more vocal. I mean, like we all know that she's the nice girl, but the fact and spoilers. So please jump ahead if you don't want to be spoiled but guys binge it it's so good um the fact that she accused nicole of being on drugs shocking i mean i it was a bad taste and i was totally on amanda's side and mary's side as well where the fact that she brought up the bachelorette party and she did mushrooms i mean like come on guys it's a bachelorette party they're Californians, like they live in California. They're in Palm Springs. I know, um, I think it was their Vegas trip for the Bachelorette. But the fact that like she said that on national television and knowing that that's going to be edited and aired out is really disgusting to me. Um, it really gave me, I don't know, like I love Chriselle, but it was just like, damn, girl, you didn't have to blow that hard. But <laughs> I understand that she was getting attacked and Nicole is a biatch. Don't get me wrong. I don't like her either. But just that accusation being thrown out there, like, I I don't want to say I don't blame her for, like, contacting her lawyer and getting a drug test, but... Those, those are pretty big accusations to say, especially when it's her first season. And granted, yes, she's been coming at her at all angles, like just not giving up, being a total bitch to her. Like she deserved to be called a bitch. But I don't think Rochelle should have hit the jugular. Like, I guess she kind of had to. She did say that she felt like she had no other ammo. Like she's killed her with kindness. She's tried to like see what, the issue is between them, which is kind of stupid, to be quite honest, because it all involves about listings that Chriselle would set up. But like she knew she didn't deserve the credit. So she didn't get one penny out of the listings that Nicole is complaining about that. Apparently, Chriselle took all of them like the math ain't mathing, but the whole Brie, um, I think it's so crazy that our fellow friend Chrissy 
from X Knows All. Christy from X Knows All went to high school with Brie and the fact that Brie is shamelessly the same person she was back then, confident, beautiful, doesn't stand for any fucks. Um, I really like her, but the whole Nick Cannon thing is really throwing me off. And unlike Chelsea, I'm not going to judge her for it or like talk shit about it. And yeah, Chelsea, oh my God, how horrible was Chelsea portrayed this season? I feel like we had more than one villain this season, and I think that's what makes it so great. I've been hearing nothing but great things about Selling Sunset. Um, now, especially since I finished the whole entire season, I'm kind of excited for season seven. The trailer for season seven looks great. And I'm also curious because I did not know Amanda and Chriselle have beef. Like, beef that is not even discussed on the TV show. It's all behind, like, it's all breaking the fourth wall. It's all behind Instagram. And apparently, like, G Flip was part of it. And Chriselle said that I know she, Amanda wanted to work on this project with her and wanted it to be shown. But the conversation that were ha they were having on that scene, she felt protective over G flip guys. I'll see if I can put this on the show notes of the episode, but the fact that that's not being talked about in the TV show, like, yes, granted, this is not Vanderpump rules. This is a scripted show. <laughs> um, we're probably not going to ever get that information unless Amanda wants to speak out, but she did kind of hinted at the fact that her money in a Instagram post um, where she commented back to a fan about the beef between her and Chriselle. And she says, I've moved past on it, but I think she knows better now and has been keeping her distance from Chriselle. And it's like, girl, I love Amanda. She is so vocal about her mental health, about her family internal issues as well like she's been just so open about that and it's upsetting to hear that Chriselle and Amanza are having some sort of beef and I also miss Maya I miss that dry witty sarcasm just <laughs> in the office because the ladies like as much as I did love this season but the beginning half of this season was so cringe I like it was giving me a migraine have you guys seen the pictures of Kylie and apparently Timothy Chalamet's sister hanging out? These pictures are so blurry, which leads me to believe that maybe Kris Jenner didn't have her fingers on this because baby girl Kylie is holding a box of cigarettes and not just any box. It's Marlboro Reds. And I used to smoke Marlboro Reds. That shit is so rough. <laughs> I mean, she's a mom of two. She's a single mom of two. Uh, but the fact that little tidbit that we got of knowing Kylie smokes cigarettes, not just any type of cigarettes. Like, I, I thought she would be a camel girl. But then zooming in, it's marble reds. I'm like, wow, this girl. Now I understand why she said that she is probably... The better drunk than all the rest of her sisters 
But yes, the Kardashians are back and apparently it's really good. I haven't checked it out. I kind of don't want to see it. I am visiting my sister this summer and the only time I do get to watch the Kardashians like on a television with someone else picking that show is my sister. So I will most likely see it when I'm hanging out with my sister in June. All right, guys, for those who have voted this week for my favorite song, dun, 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 we have the winner. It is Willa Ford, I Want to Be Bad, and I'm so glad that this one was picked. I mean, I love all the songs that I posted out there, but I was secretly wanting this one for sure. Um, it was a really close call. I thought it was honestly going to be Eve, Who's That Girl? But for those who voted, it was absolutely Willa Ford, I Want to Be Bad, and it came out in 2001. 2001, I was 14 in eighth grade, awkward as hell, but I loved watching Willa Ford. Now at this time we had like Brittany, Christina, Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson. We haven't heard or we've kind of seen Ashley Simpson in the background, but we haven't heard her sing yet. And Willa Ford is definitely one of the artists that I think about a lot when it comes to that teen pop star, like sexy, young, blonde, blue-eyed woman. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the HBO Max, well, Max show that's coming out, The Idol with Lily Rose Depp. Um, I remember when I first saw her, I was like, this is exhilarating because she was like so sexy and like I'm 14 years old. I don't know what sexy means at that time, you know what I mean? But to me, Willa Ford was the epitome of like sexy girl that I wanted to be secretly a bad girl. Um, but yeah, Willa Ford has had a pretty much of a rough upbringing and not as like upbringing as like with her parents, just like being in the industry, she tried to break out away from the Backstreet Boys. She started off as a teen pop star who toured and opened for the Backstreet Boys. And if you have seen footage of Nick Carter, they also secretly dated. Um, it had to be kept under wraps because she would literally get death threats, even though Nick Carter would say like, oh, she's my sister. She's my cousin. Because literally... <laughs> Like the fan craze, if Nick Carter was out with a different artist, a girl, like they went after that poor woman. And that's exactly what happened to Willa Ford. She got really hated on because everyone, well, it was kind of known that her and Nick Carter were a couple. Uh, Willa was here, came out in 2001, and she was already broken up with Nick Carter at the time. The reason why I pinpoint their relationship is because it is it shows early abuse of how Nick Carter treats his significant others in his life and it's a pattern we've seen it with Paris Hilton we've seen it with how he treats his brother Aaron Carter rest in peace but the fact that Willa Ward Willa Ward Willa Ford had to hide in a hotel and literally just be prisoned there till he came home from signing autographs, being with fans, performing, um, doing practice. Like she was 
pretty much just a girlfriend that stayed in the hotel and it I want to look up which documentary that I saw where it focuses on Nick Carter's relationships because that's how I found out that Willa Ford and Nick Carter were a thing and it was just like the beginning of what Nick Carter battled in the early 2000s mid 2000s I mean we've seen photos of the domestic abuse with him in Paris Hilton and Aaron Carter so yeah I feel like not a lot of people know that about Nick Carter and it's still under wraps because one of the singers from my favorite group growing up dream has filed a lawsuit against Nick Carter because he sexually assaulted her and trigger warning raped her um I think it's amazing that after so many years, she has come out and spoken about it and has taken legal action. And it's been pretty rough because, you know, you feel bad for Nick Carter for what he has gone through with his brother. But we've all seen how he treated his brother in the social media, in the public eye, like in reality TV. So like that doesn't really hold up for him being such a good guy. And then knowing how he was in past relationships i'm not too sure who he's wrapped in with now but yeah it's been a pretty rough year because he's been filed he's been um connected to this lawsuit which truly needs to be granted and investigated and because sadly the girl from dream is not the only girl that has been affected by nick carter's aggressiveness um Willa Ford kind of spoke out about it and um I just remember her getting so much hate in like TRL because she was in say what karaoke she was like a VJ sometimes and I loved her because she was like one of the guys kind of a girl and I think that's why I was so attracted to her as a 14 year old um very queer of me but yeah fans hated her for dating Nick and yeah she is one of my favorite pop stars for sure now singing this in eighth grade and then adding the music video i'm just like wow i can't believe i saw music videos like that but then again i loved <laughs> bet and sita's world so like culture but willa ford and i want to be bad song is one of my favorites to this day i put this song on when my child my toddler is not being really good in the car and she just wants to be bad and sometimes you can't fight your toddler you just kind of have to joke along with her to have her pay attention or listen or just to like get serious you know joke it out for a little bit and then get serious and I love putting this song on I know um, I also put Usher, she's a bad girl. I put that on for her too whenever she's being bad. And it still slaps. The song is still so great. I highly recommend everybody watching the music video. I will put it on the show notes of this episode. But yeah, that is my story of I Want to Be Bad with Willa Ford. Guys, I'm so excited for next week. Next week. Again, I will be having Dumpster Dive podcast. I will put their link so you guys can listen to their episodes. Their recaps are hilarious. And just their takes on reality TV is my favorite. They did Dancing Moms with Ashley Ray, who you knew I 
fucking love. And also they recently had Zell for Vanderpump Rules recap in part three. Well, part two, my bad. Part three is next week, which we will be talking about. Till then, I hope you guys are having a best week ever. I'm your host, Van. Bye. Don't